You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning, fellow host Ethan Bolton. Good morning, fellow host Josiah Pitts. What is that accent? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of something I lean into. <laughs> I wonder, you know what I would like it to be? I'd like to pretend it's that infamous like transatlantic manufactured Hollywood accent. That's what I was thinking of. I would love to learn that. I would love to learn a lot of things. I would actually just like to be like shadowing a vocal coach who does accents like isn't that interesting that that is that. a vocation that exists because mm-hmm. in movies i guess yeah you know? I but you so cool need to be taught how to yeah. get an accent right because it's, it's you know slip. it is and you know that the natives mm. of whatever <laughs> place you are seeking to imitate will yeah, catch for sure i mean it's like a shibboleth you know in like the book of judges <laughs> when it's like you know say shibboleth and it's like and they said sibboleth for they could not say shibboleth you know what yeah, i mean like for sure that's what it is you know i listen to a podcast not to co-recommend here um <laughs> but it's called inside total film and they're very like unpretentious about it they are like the editors and writers behind a british magazine about film Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, saying the natives will notice. They do. Ah, Anytime yes. someone fakes an English accent, you will know whether it's good or not. Ah. And I'm like, okay, that's good to know. I mean, not that I would have been able to know. I just, I just buy it. I just buy I, into it. Yeah. I'm an outsider. I don't know. Exactly. I just, it sounds vaguely yeah. British to me, but I feel like that would be someone who like really tried a ham-fisted, oh, yeah. like, um, you know, like a, a hillbilly accent around here. Like We would spot that a mile away. I'm thinking of, what was the name of that movie where Adam Driver and- Logan Lucky. Jim, Logan Lucky, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I was impressed Actually, at yes. their ability to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was waiting for Daniel Craig, especially. I'm like, He's, you are a Brit. How are you oh, going to do like a man. Southern American? Daniel Craig, but he really has got some accent chops. He does have some accent chops. So wow. yeah, forgive us Britons for <laughs> screwing up your accent, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a nice segue. It is into what we're talking about today. Yes, indeed. We are now moving on to the next petition in the Lord's Prayer which is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or depending on how you learned the prayer, you might be more familiar with forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I don't like the way that flows as much, hmm. which is such a ridiculous, <laughs> like, why am why is that what I'm saying? That's the kind of thing that drives me crazy when other people say it, but I like forgive us our trespasses. That's what I learned. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue better, I feel like. It, it has does. more of a, it has those plosives, you know? It has oh, those, yeah. You know? I just think the word is more, captures more wonder. It's yeah. a little more, the word regal is not what I'm going for here, but it, get, it has a little bit more grandeur to it. Gravitas. Yes. Debts and debtors is like, what am I at the bank? Like, <laughs> it's very, it's much more modern to me. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, see that. That's, that's a good explanation. Well, obviously, whichever term you learn and whichever one you tend to pray, the term that we translate as trespass or debt is a metaphor for sin. Yeah, obviously, well, he's not talking about, you know, like... Your transactions. Yeah, like literally, physically, like <laughs> trespassing onto mm. someone's property or... Forgive you know. me this vehicle payment. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, God. (laughs) Uh, So this is an essential linchpin in the prayer because if there is no forgiveness of sins, then we cannot hallow God's name, Mm. can't truly enjoy our daily bread. I mean, the rest of the prayer kind of becomes 
moot for us personally. Yeah. Because the fundamental problem for humanity is that we owe God total obedience, yet we've failed to pay that due and thus to actually come back to the term I, I less prefer. We've incurred a debt against God, so to speak, which we can never repay. Not only can we never repay it, I mean, we, we can't repay so much as a penny of the principal. Uh, we can't even pay a sliver of the interest on this debt, which that's bad. You know, like when mm. you're at the point where you can't even pay on the interest. We're in trouble. Your, you are you are in heap big trouble. I'm getting a little, I'm creeping anxiety, actually, as you say it. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, the debt's terrible. It's mm. terrible. I don't want it. So naturally, given that circumstance, we deserve to be thrown into debtor's prison forever. And that is what will happen unless God forgives us mm. our debts and trespasses. I, I heard part of the Bible deals with that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it does. (laughs) So that, of course, is precisely what we are asking God to do in this petition. We are acknowledging we have committed trespasses, we've committed sins, we owe debts, and we are asking God to forgive us those things because we can't repay them on our own. Now, there are a few things that we really ought to note when we're talking about this petition because, again, I think it's very easy to kind of formally say this without really giving any thought or weight to what we're asking God for. Yeah, you know, for we can sure. just say, yeah, forgive me my sins as forgive those who sin against me without like, and just mm. thinking, okay, that's the magic words exactly. that wipe me clean. Exactly. Like, no, that's not what Jesus is getting at. So the first thing I think to note is that we need to be aware of our debt to God in order to even properly confess it. In other words, we must be willing to confess specific sins that we have committed both against God and against our neighbors. Oh, yeah. There is a both and kind of a quality to that. It doesn't do a debtor any good to generically acknowledge that he is a debtor <laughs> if he wants to actually pay his debts or have them forgiven, right? right. Like, I mean, it's not going to be helpful for you to walk in the bank and say, I am a debtor. Yeah, Forgive s- me my debts. Like, look at you. Yeah, like, like you are insane. Security? <laughs> Escort this man off the premises immediately. He is trespassing. <laughs> See, I mixed both of That's those good. right there. That's good. That Probably a... improperly, but you know. Well, you know. It is what it is. So, but no, a debtor needs to know how much he owes and where he owes it and to whom he owes it mm. if he either wants to repay it or, in our case, if he wants it to be specifically forgiven, right? right. Well, caveat corner. Can I do a caveat Please. corner? I love, let's call that a fit an official YouTube. <laughs> caveat corner. <laughs> All right. So I see where you're coming from with the specificity. Right? Sure. That makes yeah. a lot of sense because I think people can kind of shirk genuine repentance right, by skirting around their actual sin and never actually properly confessing it. Right. However, I think we were recently talking on an episode uh, about asking for forgiveness of things that we don't even understand. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. are like beyond our knowledge or were committed in ignorance that we still don't know about. Yeah. How does that still fit? Yeah, that's a great question. Great. Caveat corner. I, I'll not do that every time, I promise. <laughs> I just... But yeah, so naturally, the other side of this is that God is infinite in mercy and kindness. And so this is not a situation like Luther, where, you know, he would go to the confessional booth. And sometimes I think the like apocryphally, probably realistically, though, knowing Luther, he'd like be in the confessional booth for like eight hours with his confessor, making sure like, because you have this way of like, I need to confess every single sin, you know, like down to the most minuscule possibility. And then, you know, the joke, of course, with him was he was in the confessional booth for eight hours, which meant he missed chapel. So that meant he had a whole new slew of sins to confess, you know, because you didn't want to risk not being forgiven. Exactly. So the thing about that is is that 
of course, like you said, we do commit sins every day without even realizing it. There are sins we commit in complete ignorance. In fact, Levitical law had provisions really for that, sins that you committed in ignorance. Oh, um, wow. There were specific sacrifices that were offered for that. So the point, I think, to take away from this is that the sins which the Spirit does convict us of or that our neighbors do rightly bring to our attention, those need to be confessed specifically. Like, we are aware of some sins in our lives. Yes. And I think a willingness to be confessing those specific sins and then entrusting God's mercy to say, I also know Hmm. I've committed sins I'm not even aware of. Would you forgive me those sins? And then like open my heart to be more aware of those things. Bring me to awareness of things because I want to repent of them. Like I want to stop doing them. It's not like I want to willfully keep (laughs) doing them. Um, So I think that's more the situation we're dealing with. And perhaps to put it in sort of a concrete illustration, let's imagine you've just spoken harshly and unkindly to a friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's just say, you, you know, you got into an argument about something and tempers flared. So you looked at your friend, you threw your hands in the air and you said, you're an idiot, you know, like something like that. I mean, just, you know, every time. Yeah. Which by the way, Jesus said, you know, anyone who calls his brother a fool in that sense is like liable to the fire of hell. So, you know, not, you can't just get away with saying like, well, I was just, you know, whatever. Jesus. Heat of the moment, God. Yeah. Like he's like, nope, (laughs) he'll be feeling the heat of the moment in hell. (laughs) (laughs) A little, little joke there. Um, But let's suppose that the next day, you know, your tempers have cooled and your friend comes to you hoping to reconcile over the way that you spoke to him. Because in this, we'll say in this particular situation, you were the one who like committed the sin. Like you were the one who said you're an idiot, right? right? Your other friend, I don't know. We're we're actually, we're just going to say they didn't commit any grievous or specific Mm -hmm. sin against you in this situation Mm -hmm. for the sake of the thought experiment. So in this scenario, do you think it will go over well if your friend comes to you, want to reconcile over this, and all you say is, well, I'm sorry that I'm a sinner. Will you forgive me? (laughs) You know, I mean, how can you not look at someone just dumbfounded (laughs) at a request like that? I mean, I I would literally be thinking like, like, what, what, (laughs) what do you want from me? What are you talking about? What is this? Am I, am I, is this a confessional? (laughs) What is going on? Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty lame. But imagine, you know, you, you encounter this scenario and you realize like, yeah, you know what? I, I did wrong here. Mm -hmm. And you say, you know what? It was wrong for me to speak to you like that. And I cursed you, even though you're my friend, you bear God's image just as much as I do. I really did sin against you by speaking so harshly. Like, will you forgive me Mm -hmm. that sin? I mean, I don't know many people who, with the spirit of Christ in them, who would not be willing to hear that and say like, yeah, like, like, of course I forgive you, you Mm -hmm. know? And if we ought to do that with our neighbor, who is made in God's image, how much more ought we to do that with the very God in whose image we are made, right? So the idea is, I think, strangely enough, in recent conversations about this sort of thing, people are surprised surprisingly willing to do this with their neighbors or their friends or their family members, like confess specific sins, like talking about that. I mean, it's in a twisted way, but even in like secular culture right now, there's a lot of this, like we want people to like be able to specifically confess certain wrongs, Hmm. but it gets kind of fuzzy again with God, I think, because we just think like, oh yeah, like I just- In general terms. Yeah, just just very general, just like, yeah, like again, I know I'm a sinner, so will you just forgive me? But like God, I mean, he, okay, let's put it this way. Jesus Christ is a person, Mm -hmm. right? like when we commit sins against him, we need to be confessing to him and talking to him the way we would want to talk to our neighbors, the way we'd want them to talk to us yeah, in yeah, this kind of a situation. Sure. And I think that just kind of gets fuzzy and overlooked sometimes in Christian context because he just feels so, That's interesting. you know, I far away like and ephemeral. That has to say a lot about your perception of God. Yes, because it does. Because I think not only what you just suggested about how, how distant he feels, but also like what kind of wrath he's holding back. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times for me, it's a lot easier 
maybe there's probably another psychological issue behind this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're just delving into all of them here. But like ever since I was a kid, like just honestly, the minute, the minute I recognize my sin, I'm like, I, I know exactly what I just did. I yep. am. I'm immediately praying. Yeah. Like there's no delay. I'm like, I'm like, I've got to cover this right now. Please, Lord. Cannot, cannot let this be hanging out on my tab. Um, but with people, I think it could yeah. be much more awkward. Okay. Because yeah. you have to mm-hmm. carry on relationships and life with them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh gosh, now every time you look at me, you're going to think about what I did to you. Um, yeah. And I felt, so it's like, it really, I don't know. It just, regardless of what side of the fence you fall on. True. You see that, you know, it can be messy, but also incredibly important for the relationship. It no, is. No matter who it's with. Yeah, exactly. And I do think, just to take one more turn on this before we move on to the next thing, is that there is that sense, I think, in which we do, and I think rightly, understand that God, I mean, he is infinite in mercy and kindness. Like yeah. he is like slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Like, I don't think there's a question of like, will God forgive me? Right. I think it does sometimes for us get like, oh, we a again. human being, I don't know. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? What's going to happen? You know? But all that is to say is if we want both our relationship with God and friends, family, neighbors, those we wrong to be reconciled to, you know, get back towards some sort of health. Like we have to be willing to confess our sins. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you can't get that, you end up getting bitterness and grudges and it's just not not good. It's Mm -hmm. not good. So that's the the first thing. But second, notice too, the qualifier around this petition is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Does that mean like forgive us in kind? Uh, Yeah, sort of. So I think in other words, it won't do it all to beg for for forgiveness from God without a willingness to bestow forgiveness on others. Oh, like right. that kind of general heart posture. Yeah. Not so much degrees of forgiveness, because of course we're talking about God. Right. But rather willingness and... Um, yeah. 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 God was willing to forgive us when we were wretched, awful, terrible <laughs> sinners. Right. We ought to be willing to forgive people when they sin against us. And I think it was George Buttrick who pointed out that the person who says something like, I'll never forgive you, <laughs> like that person is apparently just not aware of their own sins against others and against God. If right. They're at the point where they're saying something like that. So this qualifier is not demanding that we forgive others perfectly. Again, because only God can forgive perfectly. Right. We just covered, we can't even confess our sins perfectly. You know, it's like, it's not like he's saying you must forgive people perfectly. Rather, it is saying we ought to extend forgiveness to others as God in Christ forgave us. You know, we shouldn't be withholding that from others to try and exact our own weird form of justice or vengeance. Exactly. Which again, only ever turns back against us, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know. It doesn't serve justice actually at all. No, it does not. And I mentioned this parable in a recent sermon, actually, on forgiveness when Christ first sang from the cross. But I think it's perhaps the most illuminating example of what we're getting at here. So I will share it again because why not? You know, you know, all stand to be reminded of that. It's the parable of the unforgiving servant from Matthew 18. Mm. So you may remember in this parable, a man owed his boss one quadrillion dollars. That's my <laughs> modern translation. I like of that, that, right? Like it's like it's like 10,000 talents, which basically adds up to one quadrillion dollars. Basically, the math on that is he owed 20 years of an average working man's salary multiplied by 10,000. What? 20 years of an average salary multiplied. By 10, How do you rack up that debt? Yeah, that's a great question, right? <laughs> like, what is this boy doing? You know what I mean? Um, so naturally, he's about to be thrown into debtor's prison until the debt could be repaid, which, of course, he's never going to repay, right? Call uh, him Buzz yeah. Lightyear because yeah. he's going to be there for infinity and beyond. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that one earlier, and I kind of regret it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
So this man, of course, bursts into his boss's office. He falls on his knees and he begs and pleads for more time to pay the debt. Which again, I mean, it's kind of silly. Like <laughs> you could be given eternity. You're not paying a debt back. Mm-hmm. But the boss, moved with compassion at this display, simply forgave the debt and let the man go free. Incredible, yeah. right? Just amazing. It's a free man now. But just a little while later, this same man was walking along the street when he ran into another guy who owed him about ten thousand mm. dollars. Okay. Now let me just clarify. That's not an insignificant debt. Oh, no, I mean, no, if no. someone owed me $10,000, I'd want to be paid that debt back, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, at least what the car dealerships told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to yes, tell Yes, you must. Like, oh, come on, man. Just, just Matthew 18, my man. <laughs> oh, I was going to make some you know, joke, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So anyway, this man grabs this guy, pins mm-hmm. him to a wall, and demands that he be paid immediately. Mm. Immediately. Clearly, he's learned so much. Yeah, so much. <laughs> really? Right. Except not at all, of course. That's the joke. So this guy he's got pinned to the wall does the same thing. He pleads mm. for more time to pay the debt back, which if he has more time, he will pay that debt back. You can sure. do that. You mm-hmm. can pay that back if you're a working man. Yeah, it's not 20 years worth. No, but instead, he gets thrown into debtor's prison. Mm. The man takes this guy and throws him into debtor's prison. Okay, so clearly forgiveness only counts when it's beyond the pale is what this guy has determined. Yeah, since it, like, well, if you'd owned me one quadrillion dollars, oh. we might talk, but since you owe me $10,000, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Well, word got back to the man's boss, didn't settle very well with him. So he called the man back into his office and said, you wicked man. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on that man just as I had on you? And with that, the boss reinstated the debt and threw the man into debtor's prison. So to sum it up, the point Jesus was making is God forgave us an infinite debt we could never repay. So we ought to forgive the comparatively lower debts of others. And that's the thing to remember. God is not saying when he tells us to forgive others that they don't owe us a debt. Right. They do owe us debt, sometimes significant debts. Mm -hmm. But what he is asking us to do is to say, forgive them. And if it comes down to it and that debt does end up in the end needing collected, let me collect on it because I'm the one who can rightfully do that. I can see into the thoughts and intentions and hearts of men. I can exact justice purely. You cannot. No, no, no. Because you have mixed motives and all kinds of other things. So you forgive them the debt as I forgave you your infinite debt. And if their debt does need collected, like on the judgment day, you know, if that forgiveness does not like move them to repentance and all this stuff, I'll collect the debt still. It's like you won't be wronged totally in the end, if that makes sense. Yeah. So... I think we have the eyes to see that. Like, if we can put ourselves into that parable and, like, un- oh, yeah. like, really wrap our heads around that, I do think mercy becomes more natural. We can actually stop and be like, you know what? It's not an insignificant debt, but I can forgive it because I was forgiven one quadrillion dollars <laughs> of debt. Exactly. So that's what we pray when we pray that God would forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Mm. Powerful prayer. Good to keep so, in mind. Yes. Yes, it is. So, obviously, it's an important part of the Christian faith. So, you it know, is kind of a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. One so, might call it a cornerstone of our One faith. might call it a cornerstone of the faith. So, thank you as always for listening. And actually, you know what? If you really want to dig into this even a little more, this shows up in the Apostles' Creed, which we oh. did a series on the Apostles' Creed a while back. So, mm-hmm. you can dig through the archives and find our episode we did on believing in the forgiveness of sins. Yes. So, if you have any other questions, though, on this or any other topic, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net or interact with us on social media. And if you found this helpful, if you can forgive us our chit-chatty banter at the beginning, you know, all those fun things. Our light your jokes. <laughs> our transatlantic accent. And you want to leave us a five-star review in the uh, iTunes store? That'd be great. So thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next time.